Welcome to PB&J Connection. This will not be televised podcast. Thanks for checking us out. I'm PB. And I'm Jay. Our health-related discussions will convey educational information about medical research, studies, facts, findings, and experiences of people from every walk of life. Concepts will be simple and easy to understand. We've got you covered. And we promise to not be boring. So let's dive into the world of health you won't find on your television. Welcome listeners to PBJ Connection. This will not be televised. We are glad that you are here. And Pam is going to start us out with the trivia question for this session today. Hi, everyone. Okay, so what causes, here's here's a trivia question, what causes butterflies? You know, you have butterflies in your stomach when you first meet someone. That feeling that you wish would last forever, right? (laughs) Right, but why doesn't it, what what causes it, but also what, why doesn't it last? That's a trivia question, and stay tuned and we'll provide you with the response. Today, we're diving into a very intriguing world of dating apps. You know, whether you're single or you're mingling or just curious or just stick around. Just stick around because we've got some juicy insights just for you. So Jay, let's kick it off with the apps. And we're talking about, I'm gonna talk about global apps. And there's a lot of big players in global apps. No matter what country you're in, you may be aware of some of these. So we have Tinder and Bumble and OQCupid and Hinge and Grinder. These are the big ones. These are the big players. These apps cater to age groups and, and also preferences. So when you're looking at, but they also come with price tags. They come with a price tag. And there's premium features on certain ones like tinder has one it's called tinder plus it starts at a price of 9.99 a month this is tinder plus um and the users are under 30 but if you're over 30 you pay 19.99 oh because <laughs> they know about ageism anyone well not only that but they figured the people who are over a certain age probably can more afford a higher price right yeah, but there are some older ones who would like to hook up with some younger ones. You know? <laughs> oh, I need to think about that. <laughs> so, and vice versa, some younger ones who want to hook up with older ones yeah. because of the financial resources that may be available. So I don't know how, how they're kind of dictating prices, but they are based on age. So, you know, maybe if you join, ten, well, then you have to worry about people faking it, you know, not putting the right, <laughs> putting the right age scale. So you can't go in and say you're 30 years old just to get the nine nine nine. I was going to say, can you just, if you want to pay nine ninety nine? yeah, of course I'm 29 and a half. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, until you actually cook up with people and, and then all of a sudden you're getting reported because of the fact that you put deceptive information out there. So, and, so let's move on. Okay, so, and then there's ones that are, if you're looking for someone or something more specific, say like like dating someone in the same profession. Now, 
Jay and I, you, we talked about this before, because this is something kind of new, you know, these dating apps that are based on your professional status, okay? And so people are looking for, you know, that, that special niche, you know, having a, a league of professionals on their site so that you can kind of go through and, and have that curating experience, you know? You know, oh, he's a doctor. Oh, she's a neurologist. Oh, yeah. Versus, oh, he, right. He's he's a plumber. She's a doctor. Right. <laughs> let's think this. You know, I, look. I need a. I need a, a good. That's a. You know what? Now that I think about it, and listeners, please forgive me, but I'm gonna get an off topic to on topic. So, I had to have some work done in my house, um, and. I uh, had the guy, I had a problem with the insulation. So maybe if I used a dating app to find, to find <laughs> like the electrician and the plumber. <laughs> date date yeah. based on what your, um, your house remodel and renovation right. needs are. <laughs> Front mechanic. I think we may want, I think we may want to look into that, Pam. You know what? I, um, I was just thinking. I said, you know, that's not a bad idea, especially if you're looking for niche dating, right? You know, coming up with a, a specific niche. You know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for plumbers. <laughs> I only, I only want to date you for a little bit. For a little bit. Till, till my, till my repair you, work is done. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, it's a hit and miss on, on dating apps anyway. So, who cares? So, and, and then we have to think about, there's also this mature audience, those like us, Jay, over 50. And so there's apps like One T Our Time and, and Silver, Silver, Silver Singles that actually cater to 50-year-olds. Um, and then there's, of course, there's always these trends that are going on. And I was talking about the ones with uh based on profession, but now there are some trends that we're saying where a lot of people are now video dating, which has gotten really big since the pandemic. I mean, really, really big since the pandemic. So there's, uh, the, and plus with the AI matchmaking, which is these algorithms that they now have in place, <laughs> that you can make, get you can get smart and you can train the algorithm to find, help you find the person that's right for you. And I, I kind of like that because like you customize the algorithm, which we can train, you know, ChatGPT to kind of uh, decide on this is our preference, you know, you put the, they call customized instructions that you give ChatGPT. And so what you would do is you would put somebody's write up into ChatGPT to find out if it's a good match, you know, and then you can, can kind of go that way. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, you know what, they use algorithms anyway. So, so let me ask you, in your research, did you find that, so match.com was, what I heard was, I've never tried it, but what I heard was that the questionnaire that you have to fill out for match.com is so lengthy and so detailed, you almost have to wonder if AI wouldn't be a better way to go than having to fill out some, some kind of questionnaire that could be, if you used AI or if that whatever 
right. app used that would be a, a better way of going certainly right. faster it, i would think yeah and you know what i i am i'm confident of this i am sure that match.com because they ask you so many questions are doing the ai matchmaking in the background mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think all of them are, are doing, but you can actually do this yourself, you know, and so, so like, uh, you know, you have a, 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 one of the apps where you just meet someone, right? And you can <laughs> have a video chat with <laughs> well, You, you know about game. my video chat. You know how that worked <laughs> out, Pam. Yeah, nope. hey, tell us about tell us about your video chat. That was that was yeah. I, I think we mentioned it in one of our other podcasts. But the video chat that I had was this. Um, I don't even want to say gentleman because I don't think he was a gentleman. This this individual who had his camera on, and his camera <laughs> during the course of the conversation expanded in in depth and breadth, and I discovered that this individual had no pants on <laughs> i gotta tell you i'm trying to get out so of that ask you, how did, you, did he get up did he he did not did get up have... thank goodness okay um, but he but he told you he didn't have any pants on no i saw that he didn't have any pants on uh, oh had... so that how much he showed up himself. yes it, as, when i first saw him i just saw his face and his shoulders you know in his in his arms and then right. throughout the the video, um, he he like expanded his camera wide, you know the you know made it panoramic or I he did something where I got to now now the good news is he was wearing boxers at least I mean at least he wasn't you know naked from the bottom down but I can tell you that. Trying to navigate out of that particular conversation in a diplomatic way, because that particular—I mean, at that point, he knew my phone number, he knew where I lived, and he knew my name, so I couldn't tick him off, right? So you have to be very exactly, exactly. So you have to fit. You almost have to have a um, a plan. If if any folks out there are contemplating a video dating, I would say make sure you have a plan to back out in a graceful way, so that because you never know who you're gonna, you know who's gonna be on the other you're end. Never gonna do, yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? Which I think when you kind of look at the pros and cons of some of these dating apps, that's one of the things you have to look at. You have to kind of figure out, you know, like I don't this person now has my all my information. Yes. And and can easy access to it. And so there are gonna be some pros and cons. Yep. And and mind you, all these dating apps that I mentioned previously, like Bumble and, and Grinder and Tinder, all of them have I just gave you one example. Um but all of them have a price point and it depends on your your age as well as which niche you know like if you're going for professional you know professional niche then it may cost you a little bit more than 1999 it's almost like premium sub subscription and so you know, let, like, let me ask you something in your research did you find that some of those kind of tease you with like a free like a, a you know try us for free and then then they tell you, I'm guessing here because I don't know, 
and wow. I don't, and I don't know. And then they say, oh well, if you wanna if you wanna see somebody's picture, then you have to pay nine ninety nine. <laughs> Otherwise, no, I did not see that because okay. everybody has like a, a standard price only because okay. of competition. The oh, market is large okay. enough that you have this competition going on. Okay. Um, and I didn't check out any of the lower apps. You know, like I've just looked at the top. Top apps. Right. Now, the lower apps, because they may be looking for a market or they may look, be looking for people to join their app, that I'm not sure, but they may give away some free stuff, you know, like free, you know, give you premium subscription for three months and try that out, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm not sure. That's a good question. I have to find that out. Maybe we, I'll find out and we can talk about it in one of our other discussions. It won't be on dating, but I can actually provide some information. But here it is. You know, I think there's a lot of takeaways uh, when you look at these apps. And one is the price. You know, it depends on how much it's going to cost you per month. And then how many people are you going to connect up with? And what is it going to cost you, like, say, like, in the case of a man taking a woman out to dinner? How much is it going to cost you on the, the back end of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so there are associated costs along the way that sometimes people don't think about. It's like, oh, I'll meet somebody for $19.99 a month or $9.99 a month. And then that's a cheap, so they figure that's a cheap date. That's a cheap initial meetup intro. <laughs> it can get very expensive along the way. And so... I've never tried the, uh, I've never tried, and I have to be honest with our listeners, I've never tried the dating app, but I've, I've heard the good sides and I've heard the bad sides. I've heard the good stories and the bad stories. I've heard people getting married and those who wish they never got on and end up blocking themselves. <laughs> Jay is talking about she's one of those. I think that guy gave her PTSD. I, I still I still have nightmares <laughs> I am sure I am sure so and then we have to think about you know the catfishing and you know which is a real issue um, people just gaining information because Jay and I had a colleague and she met someone on um, one of these dating sites don't ask me which one it was match it was match.com match yeah okay mm-hmm. so it was match and it was just, it was so traumatic, but it became traumatic for me and Jay because of the fact <laughs> that she was calling out to us to help, you know, um, and and the guy obviously took her for a lot of money, we, which we assume, we know because one of them had to do with a, a, a plane ticket that she sent them, <laughs> uh, a refundable plane ticket, I couldn't understand that one. Um, <laughs> but it was just like it was just like you know this guy was taking her he was getting loans from her and loans his car broke down and she was helping him out but she had never met him she had never seen him he only talked to him online not video not video because this was back during the time where zoom wasn't readily available so they were meeting people on the phone you know you would meet people on the phone. Uh, and so, yeah, you have to think about there could be, and, and I'm not saying it happens in all cases, but it's real. And that is kind of the biggest con um, 
that might be for for that deception and, and ending up with somebody who basically is there to use you and scam you out as much money as possible. She never did recover the funds. Um, it was reported to the FBI um, because we were connected uh, through through our jobs. We had somebody from the FBI who could actually do help her out as far as fraud, but she never recouped the money back. And we, to this day, we still don't know how many thousands of dollars this guy got from her. And so hmm, that's just one of those bad stories. But then again, they're good stories. I've heard of people who have actually gotten, met somebody on a professional site. This was recently, about um, a week ago, a woman told me that she had met her husband on a site that both for professionals and three months later they ended up getting married wow that was a whirlwind romance yeah yeah Yeah, so i mean there's good stories good and bad stories so jay i'm going to let you give the give our listeners some statistics on these apps and and how they work and 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 what are the the good and the bad yeah well statistics yeah, this will um, tie in nicely with what Pam has already talked to everybody about. And for those who have never heard of PC World, that's PC like in personal computer, World. It's a magazine that typically, <laughs> when I've looked at PC World's website, they're talking about computer things. But this time, uh, they did a top 10 online dating sites list which I thought was interesting, and I thought uh, listeners might be interested in seeing what they came up with. And they came up with, uh, starting from the first to the last, Match.com, and they said that was the best for long-term relationships. Um, Then the next one was Tinder, was best for casual dating. Kippo, I've never heard of Kippo. Me either. Uh, best for gamers. I didn't know there was such a thing, right? So Kippo is the third on the list, and that's best for gamers, and that goes along with what Pam was talking about relative to niche dating. So that was interesting that there are, are gamers who want to date other gamers. Um, Bumble uh, supposedly is the best for woman-first dating. I don't know, even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Woman first. I have no first clue. First dating. Yeah. There's one that I don't know. <laughs> so there's one called Happen. H-A-P-P-N. Best for meet cutes. I don't know what that means either. Meet who? Meet cutes. C-U-T-E-S. Meet cutes. I, I don't know what that means. Not cuties, but... And not cooties. <laughs> <laughs> but cute. cute. Uh, maybe Pam could look that up while I'm going through I, this I list. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hinge, best for beautiful profiles. Oh, that's interesting. Um, OK Cupid, uh, best for thoughtful questions. eHarmony, best for test takers. I, I don't know where some of these are coming from. Um, Facebook dating. I didn't know that Facebook had a dating app, but evidently they do. And Facebook dating is the best for Facebook users. And then the last one was Plenty of Fish. P-O-F, like Frank. 
best okay. for messaging without limits. So maybe that's an entirely texting kind of app. I'm clueless, huh. listeners, so I apologize for not knowing what some of these mean. I should have looked no, them up. No, okay. <laughs> but who knew, right? PC world collecting these things. So getting back to uh, kind of what Pam was talking about, there is this uh, survey, this survey entity that does lots of surveys. It's called Pew, P-E-W, Research. They did a survey in July 2022 and they conducted this uh, of Americans only, and they conducted it among 6,034 U.S. adults, and it also included um, 5,000 respondents from the Center's American Trends Panel, ATP, and it also included an oversample of 1,038 respondents from Ipso's knowledge panel who indicated they are lesbian, gay, or bisexual with an uh, oversampled groups weighed back to reflect proportions in the population. So in this survey, um, which I thought was interesting, some of these statistics uh, Pam kind of alluded to when she was talking about uh, those apps, three in 10 U.S. adults say they have ever used a dating site or app. 9% of those said they did in 2022. And and Pam was talking about the 30-year-olds, right? 53% of those under 30 said they've used a dating site or app compared to 37% of those 30 to 49 years old, um, 20% of those 50 to 64 years old, and 13% of those 65 and older. So it looks like the, uh, the, the, the people who are under 30 are the ones who are, you know, really using those apps quite often compared to anybody who's older than that. Um, LGB Hi. adults, yeah, LGB adults are more likely than their straight counterparts to say they have ever used a dating site or app. And so LGB was 51% versus straight people, uh, 28%. And interesting, I thought this was interesting, there are no statistically significant differences in the shares of adults who report ever using an online dating platform by race or ethnicity. So white, black, Hispanic, and Asian adults, they're all, they all report the same thing. There, there's no difference in, in any um, ethnic population ah. using them or not using them, which I thought was very interesting. We all have issues. We all have, we all want to date, right? (laughs) And so if we look at some of the um, apps that um, Pam was talking about, this is what the survey said. Tinder tops the list of dating sites or apps the survey studied and particularly popular among adults under 30. There's that magic number again, 30. 79% of online dating users under 30 say they have used Tinder compared with 44% of users aged 30 to 49, 17% of users 50 to 64, and just 1%, (laughs) just 1% of those 65 and older, right? Tinder is the top online dating platform among users under 50. By contrast, users 50 and older are about five times more likely to use Match.com than Tinder. So that's interesting. It it kind of shows, you know, who's going where, right? Uh 
46% of online dating users say they have ever used Tinder, followed by 31% who have used Match and 28% who have used Bumble. And that's not, okay. they're not even talking about ages right there. Right. Um, and then they said OkCupid, eHarmony, and Hinge are each used by about one-fifth of online dating users. And that's based on this survey. So you have to look at the survey sample that I talked about earlier. It was only about, what, six, six to 8,000 people. So we're not talking about millions of people. These statistics are based on that um, small sample survey. Okay. 6% um, use Grindr and 3% use Her, H-E-R. I've never heard of that one. And it might be, um, maybe it's a lesbian uh, app. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these sites are more widely used by LGB adults. So I know oh. Grindr, um, I think, caters to guys, and H-E-R must cater to gals, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why people are using the sites. Right? Why aren't you going to the grocery store and picking up people? <laughs> right? Why aren't you why aren't you going to the local bar and picking up people? So, 44% of the users in this survey say a major reason to use online dating apps was to meet a long-term partner. 44%. They think that's the they think that's the way to do it. 40% okay. said a major reason was to date casually, whatever that means. What does that mean anyway? Do you know, Pam? Casual, what, date, casual, casual dating? Yeah, what does that mean? Casual um, dating. No commitments, just I'll take you just, out, we'll see how it works. And <laughs> let's go to the movies or let's have <laughs> dinner. Let's go to the movies, I don't want to get married. You yeah. know, I'm not looking. I guess I'm in, the, I'm, guess I'm in that, that, that group. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to get married. I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah. Um, I just need a friend. <laughs> 24% said it was to have casual sex. Well, see, there's, there's casual dating and there's oh, casual well, there's sex. casual sex. And so, <laughs> and so get this, and I know you're not going to be surprised, but men who have used a dating platform in 2022 are much more likely than women to say casual sex was a major reason. So men, ah. that was 30, 31% of men and 13% of women. <laughs> so, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Just shocking. Shocking. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's a, it's a man's it's a man's playground. Men, listeners, <laughs> I know you're out there. I know you're out there, but let's call it for what it is. You know, these dating apps are like a playground. I yeah. It's yeah, so you can you can you can scroll and you can contact and you can call and swipe can... left or swipe right. What's that uh -huh. one? Which one is that one? You swipe right or swipe left? Is that Tinder? That's Tinder. Okay, I have never yeah. used it, so I don't know. I just see yeah. it on TV being used. It's, 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 well, you know, yes, I know Tinder does it. Tinder okay. makes you swipe. Yeah, that must be the one that's always mm -hmm. on TV. So. 30, and I'm almost done here, listeners. Take your time. 38% of online dating users have received unsolicited, sexually explicit messages or images while using a dating site or app. I wonder if that guy with no pants would be considered in that category. <laughs> Actually, maybe, yeah, maybe... <laughs> maybe he ended up on the wrong site. I, maybe. He, maybe oh, I ended up on the wrong site. 
sure. I think you may have ended up on the wrong ah, side. Maybe I was out to lunch mm-hmm. when I did that. Um, 30% have experienced continued unwanted contact. And, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the person has got your name. The person has got your phone number. The person has maybe got your email address. So who knows? You, you have to be so careful about what kind of information you're sharing. Um, right. 24% have been called an offensive name. How terrible is that? Wow. Um, 6% have been threatened with physical harm. How terrible is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. These numbers are not small numbers. No, no. Um, even 1% would be too much. So, right. And then we were talking about the vulnerable population, right? Uh-huh. The, the, uh-huh. And primarily women, but I know there's men. Right. Um, who are get scammed, and it says... This survey uh, says about half of those who have used dating sites and apps, and that's 52%, say they have come across someone they think was trying to scam them. Men under 50 are particularly likely to say they have had this experience. Under 50? Yeah, under 50. Wow. And let's see here. Smaller shares of men ages 50 and older, 47%, and women of any age, 44%, say the same. So that's an interesting statistic too. Um, so yeah, it's happening to yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that makes you not want to even use it. You know, I, I mean, you, you, it's like a shot in the dark. At least when you meet somebody in a grocery store, or on the street, or in the library, or you know, at a, an event. Like I met uh, one of my exes. I met him at a wedding. Another one, you know, saying I've, I've met. I met one on the job, <laughs> which I tell people now all the time, don't get laid when you get paid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, that's enough to remember that one. Yeah, it's hard to break. It's hard to get rid of. You know, like once you're like trying to separate and you see this person, they may not work in the same department, but if they work in the same building, nine times out of ten, you're going to let them so I tell anybody, I did that one time, and I said, I'll never do that again. I did that one, one time. Was it one time or was it twice? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. in my youth. It was, I was young. Yeah. Back when I, was, I, I was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, you know, the thing is, no. Well, I met, that's where I met my husband, mm-hmm. right? My ex, my ex-husband, mm-hmm. right? Um, won the job. And, and so... That was that, I guess, the professional connection, but at the same time, you know, we didn't work in the same department, he worked somewhere else, but I'll never do that again, you know, because when you're going through a divorce, that's kind of the worst thing you can have to deal with, and I've seen people, not only myself, but I've seen people in my building, you know, in the building that I was working in, that the husband and wife both worked in the building, matter of fact, they worked on the same floor, yeah, right, yeah, in the building, and they were going through a divorce, mm. and you could the tension was everybody saw it, and everybody knew, and so he was having an affair with another person oh. in the building. Uh oh, oh yeah, uh oh. So you know that was a that was the dynamics of it all, but it was so much, and these were here it is. You you think that just because somebody has um you know have all these postgraduate degrees and doctorates and so Oh that forth. means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means humans nothing. are humans. 
humans yes. are humans. Yep. I don't care. Yeah, when they're going through emotional upheaval, and it's going to come out. But that was a crazy, crazy time. Yeah. So, Jay, I found out what cutes me. Okay, what so, is it? It means exactly what you think it means. It's it's actually just another colloquium for being attractive or, or um, you know, societal values and perceptions of somebody who is desirable. Oh, meet cute. Yeah. It doesn't really so, roll off the I tongue guess very people, well. People are very cute, you know, or have been told they're very cute who are on this app, and it's based on somebody's uh, perception. Hmm you know, of what is cute, you know, in, in society, you know, big eyes, round faces, soft uh, contours, you know, they, mm. they talk about, matter of fact, it's a whole, there's a whole page, oh. <laughs> yeah, based on science, based on science, this is crazy, there's 11 surprising insights about cute's definitions, and they unpack it based on what has now become used by the new millennials. Yeah. So yeah. so let me did it say you could be in your sixties and still be cute? Because you know what? It has no age limit. Oh. But it's all based on the research. Oh. Okay. You know, it's always based on the research. There are certain triggers that will make somebody um, attractive. You know, like I said, the big eyes, the round faces, the soft contours, you know, the knockout bodies, you know, I mean, it depends on, <laughs> you know, it depends. I mean, because I can look at a, a woman or a man and say, wow, she's very attractive, you know, or, and we do it all the time. You know, we see somebody sure. walking and we see somebody who's attractive and we'll sure. notice. And to us, and, and then not only do you notice, but other people notice the same thing. And so I guess this site is specifically for those who have a, a, the approval and appreciation of being cute. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's cute. But it is actually based on science. There was a, an article that was produced, and I'm going to give you the date on this. Um, it was this is last Wednesday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, <laughs> I nice. guess people have started asking that question, but it, it is actually based on science. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. But mm. anyway, but yeah, so there's multiple articles that you'll find online about cutes. There is, is even an article um, that was put out on decoding date, dating profile phrases. Oh, jeez. So, so, oh. <laughs> so here it is. And this is also based on science. And this was released back in January of 2023. And it says that there are some phrases that will dictate um, whether the person is telling the truth or not. And this is all based on science, you know. So, yeah. Wow. So you can actually decode an online dating profile. Wow, that's interesting. It's it's almost huh. like the um, all the texting acronyms that are out there. Mm-hmm. I just read an article this morning, right. and it's it was almost like uh, there's a dictionary of all of the acronyms that are used for textings so that you can like IDKs. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. TTYLs. Talk to you later. Those kinds of things. Right. 
right. they're changing daily. Even if you were up to speed today, tomorrow yeah. they would there would be something new in there. I'm hearing all kinds. I yeah, I talked to the um, and you may talk to your your kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they may enlighten you. I don't have anybody to talk to except people at work. You know, the younger people at work, and yeah. I'm just like, really? Right. Wow. <laughs> they're they're you know, they're telling me all these things that I'm like, boy, am I out of touch? <laughs> yeah. so... that's you, but that's how they make you feel. You, yes. They make you feel like you're out of touch. I mean, but I guess we did the same thing in our generation. Probably we to our parents. Our parents went through the same thing, and every generation, you know, everybody's got their code languages, the lingo, the dating terms, you know, and and there's even they. I, I was surprised when I was looking up the meaning of cutes on dating sites. Yeah. That was that was my question. It came up with all these sites. One was Idiot's Guide to Online Dating Terms and Lingo. 2020, 2023 edition. Oh boy. So <laughs> Oh boy. So here it is. If you don't understand or you want to decode somebody's online dating site, go to Google, it'll tell you how to do it, you know, and it's all Funny enough, it's all based on science. Yeah, well, except for the idiot's guide to online. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know about that. Twenty twenty three edition. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, listeners, you know, it's it's always great uh, joining joining Jay and and talking to you guys about what's happening in life. Um, and so, when if you look at everything that we talked about so so we can conclude there's some key takeaways there's a a wonderful tools out there for dating at the same time they have their own set of challenges you have to dictate and and figure out what you need what your needs and be cautious and remember the best connections often come when when you least expect it so you might find something on on the dating site so Jay, let's get back to our trivia question. So, what causes butterflies when you meet in your stomach when you meet somebody new? All right, I know people have just been wondering what the answer to this is. So, you and I have talked, Pam, before. You know, is it love or is it lust? Are you in lust with somebody or are you in love with somebody? So, this article. Uh, assuming that it is accurate in what it's saying, this is a, a some doctors uh, contributed to this article. Uh, the heart beats fast, your hands will get cold and sweaty, and you're super focused on that person. The butterfly's feeling is partially your body saying, "I'm stressed, but I'm motivated to do something or see this person again." So the butterfly's feeling is partially your body saying, "I'm stressed, but I'm motivated to do something." pretty good <laughs> right You're, you don't want to do something bad you don't want to punch somebody out right when you get that right. feeling so your limbic or emotional brain activates the vagus nerves that go from the brain to your gut says dr amen that's a-m-e-n when you get nervous or when you get excited um it depends on the how your interpretation and and that nerve being stimulated uh that activates the gut so he, uh, Dr. Prouse, another uh, individual who contributed to this article, points to a region in the brain called the cingulo-opercular network. 
um, also called the salience network, which is a sort of associated with motivation and may trigger in the early stages of a relationship. So our brain isn't just pushing, I'm reading verbatim here, it's not me, I, I'm not this eloquent. Our brain isn't just pushing magic buttons to get our heart rate to pump up or our cheeks to turn red, it's releasing potent chemicals when our crush walks by. Dopamine is the first neurotransmitter to respond to seeing an attractive person, says Dr. Scott Carroll. And he's a psychiatrist and the author of Don't Settle, How to Marry the Man You Were Meant For. (laughs) Um, Your dopamine levels instantly increase because you've detected something desirable in your environment. You are instantly focused and excited by the person you see. Your noroepinephrine levels also increase, which further focus you, but also make you nervous and a bit cautious. Right. Right. We also experience that's the, what, that, you know, that's when they talk about the spidey senses. Yes. You know, when yes. people talk about their spidey senses, this is what Jay's talking about. Yes. <laughs> right. And so oxy, oxytocin also is released, um, bonding neuropeptide starting to increase uh, and you start to feel comfortable with and close to the person. Then here's, here's the kicker because you asked this. At the beginning of the podcast, you said, yeah, how come that doesn't stick around, right? Right. How come, where does that go? Because we all want to do that. Every time we see somebody, we want to have those same feelings. Absolutely. That's, you know, keeping the the spark alive. Right, Right. yeah, excitement, (laughs) sparks, all that stuff. Dr. Carroll says, around the five-year relationship marker, (laughs) dopamine and endorphins drop to only mildly elevated. So five years, five, five years, years you're going to be you okay, five, right? You got a five year stint to, to, to really get into a relationship. After that, it's downhill. Yeah. So at that point, I guess it's time to get back on the dating app. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's five years till you find out all the, the terrible habits and the terrible idiosyncrasies that you didn't know about in the first year. <laughs> yes. And I guess that's why a lot of people make consensus once that five years is up. They either stay together or they move on. Yep. But here it is. Folks, thanks again. Couldn't um, couldn't do this without you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, stay connected with PD and Jay. And we'll be we'll be back to we'll be back next time.